Hey everyone, thank you for joining me today as we continue our walk through this strange paradiso. I have a few things to share with you today. The first one that I want to start off with is something that just actually um, popped into my mind a couple of days ago. This is a story that I recall from when I was very young and um, I heard my neighbors and some other people talking about this. So in this area now, we lived in many places when I was growing up and so I really cannot give you a exact city that I was in when this happened. But I recall this story about there had been a strange woman in the neighborhood on this particular day. No one was familiar with her and she was just walking kind of like uh, aimlessly around the neighborhood. So when this happened, Apparently, um, I want to say it was maybe sometime in the 1970s that this took place. So she was not dressed in a way that people were dressing and doing their hair back at in this time period. And for some reason, I always have pictured this person when they say that it was a strange female walking around the neighborhood if i had to describe her these days i would say that maybe she looked kind of like a goth because of just the bits and pieces that i recall of how this person looked and now i didn't see her for myself but just from whatever i can recount about hearing how she looked and what she was doing so she had been just wandering around the neighborhood and it was on a cul-de-sac but you could walk through the curb the the cul-de-sac it wasn't like there was a fence there and on the other side like right outside the cul-de-sac was a major street so at the time this is in the 70s a major street was probably two lanes each way. So after you crossed that street, there was a big empty lot. So the story goes, she had been meandering about the neighborhood and then at some point she went and crossed that street. Up until that time, she hadn't spoke to anyone and anyone who addressed her, she just ignored them. Once she got to the other side of the street by the lot and started walking through the empty lot, for whatever reason, some of the people in the neighborhood just watched her, I guess because she was strange to them. And they say that she started like running and skipping through the lot. And all of a sudden, there were some dogs that kind of like just appeared out of nowhere and started running and jumping and biting her. They said that she, the dogs were biting her arms and her legs and barking and just, it was like a 
something that that they had never seen or witnessed before, something out of some kind of spooky movie. And then she just ran down through the empty lot. Now, I can picture this in my mind, but that's all that I know about. And in this lot, and it's kind of vague in my memory, but um, it was mostly just dirt and rocks. I don't recall trees in this lot. It doesn't mean that there weren't any, but it's been so long ago. My recollection is kind of fuzzy on how it really looked. But I do remember it mainly being just like dirt and rocks, maybe some dried brush and stuff like that. It was just totally undeveloped. But that is a story that many of the neighbors corroborated. I mean, they, there were so many of the neighbors who saw this and witnessed this for themselves, who spoke about this. And at one point, it was um, one of my brothers who had said something about, remember the story about the dogs barking and jumping on that woman who was running through the lot? And she was laughing. And then I was like, you know what? I totally forgot about that. Well, that was a while ago, okay? So then I forgot about it again. And it just um, crept back into my mind a few days ago. So what that was, I don't know. Even now when I think about it, whatever it was, was there to um, give these people a a bit of a fright for one thing it was there to um, accomplish something there was definitely an agenda and we talk about this many times over and over again about how these things just that's how they are able to continue with creating fear now especially back then when things weren't so out in the open and spoken about like they are now I would think that people would have been more shocked and a lot more fearful than they would be these days. One of the reasons is because we've been um, used to seeing certain things, even on TV with ghost adventures and ghost hunters and all this other stuff beyond explanation and on and on. So we are more in tune with some of the stranger things that happen in this world but even so to say that somebody seeing this type of thing happen today wouldn't be unnerving well we know it would be but we can take that type of experience now and how we would feel how it would make us feel and times that probably by who knows a thousand to really get an idea how somebody would have felt all those years ago when it would have been even more shocking. But yeah, and then there was um, one point when I recalled somebody saying that she was laughing and looked like she was biting the air as she ran. Like her teeth were like biting the air or biting something that no one else could see. The whole thing is very, very strange. And there are a couple of areas that um, it could have happened in, but um, 
I know it's not the same as it was then. You know, I know that now it's been built up, probably shopping centers, houses, whatever. But um, at this time, this all happened in an empty field. So I don't know. I don't know, guys. It's up for each person's interpretation, what you feel about this, what you think it may have been. And I'm pretty sure that these type of things still occur, probably even more so with more intensity nowadays with the way that things are with the just the fear the way it is with all the negativity that we are subjected to each day yeah these things are just um intensifying okay so the other thing i want to share with you now these are a couple of people they live in michigan so we all know that parts of michigan have very severe winters. They get a lot of snow. They get uh, sub-zero weather and things like this. So they live in an area of Michigan where they really do get intense winters to the point of these winters can be dangerous. So even though they have so many months of snow and ice and just below zero temperatures, they still have to go out every day and take care of their animals because they've got horses and goats and things like this. So they still, they can't just stay indoors all day long. They have to tend to their animals. So on this particular day, they, it's a husband and wife. There's only the two of them. They were outside and they were taking care of their animals and doing what they have to do. So they live on over 40 acres. Part of their property is a wooded area, but that's more towards the back of their property. They have cleared out so many acres that are like outside of their house and things like this to build corrals and barn and stuff like this. So on this particular day, they're out there, they're doing whatever they can do as far as feeding their animals and getting hay and just doing all these things that they must do. And they noticed, first it was the husband, and he noticed what looked to be a person walking out in the distance in the wooded area. So he consults his wife. He says, I could have sworn I saw some guy out there walking around. And she looks and she sees him. And she says, there is a guy out there. Not only is there a guy out there, but it looks like he's wearing just pants and like a t-shirt. So her husband is like, well, how in the world did he even get on this property? Well, you know, even if there are fences, if people really want to get onto property, they're going to. So they, the husband starts addressing this guy and starts yelling and saying, what are you doing here? This is private property. So this guy is still out there and he looks like he's coming closer, like he's walking towards them. And it is snowing almost to the point of being a blizzard at this time. So the husband yells again, what are you doing out here? This is private property. And the guy continues walking in their direction. The wife says, maybe he's hurt. Maybe he's running from something or even lost because visibility is not very good right now. 
So the husband, okay, maybe you're right. So then he starts, as the guy gets closer, the husband says, are you lost? Do you need help? We can take you somewhere to safety. And the guy doesn't acknowledge them. But what he does is, instead of continuing to walk towards them, he starts veering off, like to the right. So now they get a pretty good look at him. And they both say, he just looked like a regular guy with wearing a pair of jeans. It was so snowy at this time. They couldn't tell, though, even if, were, if he was wearing shoes. The husband stated, I can't even be sure this guy was wearing shoes. It was snowing so bad. But they could tell that he was just wearing a pair of pants and a t-shirt. The t-shirt had some kind of logo on it. They don't know what it was. They couldn't make it out. But he turns now and he's walking to the right. So once again, they yell at him and they say, we can help you. Do you need help? This is private property and so on. And so the guy starts slowing down and he stops and he turns around and he looks at them. He looks full on at the both of them and no one says a word. And before they know it, this guy just, he didn't vanish. He didn't disappear. He didn't slowly fade away. He took off running so fast the husband said it is not humanly possible this was something else no human is capable of jetting off the way this guy did and he went further to say when i say he jetted off i mean he jetted and the, him and his wife both stood there. They looked at each other like, okay, you saw this? And then the wife says, yes, you saw this? Husband says, yes. And they didn't know what to think. They said there was no noise, no nothing. But he just like zip ran off. He ran off back to where he originally appeared when the husband first saw that there was somebody, what looked to be like somebody out there. So after they kind of like recovered from their initial shock, they walked up to where the guy had been standing, where he had been walking to look for shoe prints or anything. Because at this time now, they, they don't know what they should do. Should we call the police? Because they were concerned, but yet, they were thinking this couldn't be real because the way he ran off, it was too fast. It could not have been a real person. But there were no tracks in the snow, no footprints, no shoe prints, no nothing. They walked in the area where they saw this person or entity, whatever it was, walking from and could not find one print. So 
It just leads me to think with something like this that perhaps there are more things lurking around out there than we would think, especially during certain times of inclement weather, whether it's snowing and freezing or it's just blazing hot like some of these things that have been seen in the deserts where no one should be out there walking in the heat in the very hottest part of the day so and and what on once again what are these things i really believe that these things all stem from the same place Wherever you want to say that they're from, whatever you want to say that they are, I believe that they're all from the same place. So that's just another one that I wanted uh, to share. And that was the only type of encounter like that that they've ever had. That was the only type of experience like that that they have ever had or they've never witnessed anything like this. They did go when it was better, when the weather cleared up to an extent that they could go out on the back end of their property and look around just to see if anything had been torn down, maybe part of the fence or anything like that, but they could never find anything. They were even looking for some sort of... um remains of a campsite where someone may have been out there squatting or something like that but no they never found anything at all so that's just another one of those um encounters and sometimes because i think to myself i really want to live and have like a little ranch you know and have like so many acres and have animals but when i hear stories like this i start thinking nah, maybe that's not a good idea i don't need somebody coming up on me from the back 40 of my property, you know, and just uh, appearing like that. That probably wouldn't be a good idea. So it's, some days I feel like, yeah, I want a lot of property, and some days I feel like, mm, no, I don't. So anyways, um, moving on to the next story. Now, this happened in a place that is really, really close to where I live, and this happened recently. So there's this girl, Roxanne, and it was in the evening. Now, Roxanne is a 17-year-old girl. It's just her and her parents because she has siblings, but they're all older than her, so they're all in their own place. You know, they've all got their own places and even their families and stuff. She's the youngest. So anyways, it's her and her parents, and... She said that um, it was at night, it was on a Sunday night, whatever, because she got school the next day. So it was starting to get a little bit late. She was looking at her phone and reading something on her phone or watching YouTube or whatever it was. And she decided, okay, it's getting late. I got to go to school tomorrow. So she turned off her phone and she put it on her nightstand. Then she got into bed. She went to sleep. But she said she woke up a couple of hours later because... She heard a phone ringing and it was annoying. And she said it sounded like a phone ringing, but it never stopped. It just kept going. Like if the voicemail didn't pick up or something. And she's like, I've never heard a ringing phone just continuously keep ringing. 
So she couldn't go back to sleep because it was annoying. And she said she's going to pick up her phone to look at her phone and just to maybe even text her mother and tell her or ask her, like, do you hear this phone ring or whatever? So she goes to pick up her phone. Her phone's gone. She's like, well, what the heck? So, okay, maybe I just dropped it and it's in my bed with me. So she starts moving her hand around her bed. No, she didn't see her phone. So she stood up, she moved the blankets and she took the top blanket off and her phone's not there. And all the while, she can still hear this ringing. So she looks under her bed, no phone. Now she's like getting a little frustrated. She goes into her bathroom, looks on the counter, looks everywhere. Her phone is not there. So she goes downstairs and she said, this ringing now is really very annoying. She said, it was like after midnight now, I have to get up early because I have to go to school. And she walks towards the kitchen sink and she looks out in her backyard because she said, it sounded like the ringing was coming like from the backyard or from a neighbor's house or something. And she looks out the window and she sees her phone on one of the tables outside in the backyard. And she freezes and she's thinking. She said her mind just started thinking and, and going so fast, looking for answers. And she's shocked at what she sees. Not only is her phone out there on a table, but it's on. She can see it. And she's thinking, no, I'm not going out there and getting that thing. Like, she doesn't even know how it got out there in the first place. So she goes upstairs. She runs up to her parents' room and she's banging on the door. Parents get up. What's happening? And she says, my phone is outside. I didn't put it out there. It was in my room with me on the nightstand. I don't know how it got out there. And the reason why I brought up that she's the only one there with her parents is because no one could have been playing this trick on her. So her parents are like, oh, are you sure? Maybe you're dreaming. No, no. And she's like to, um, almost to the point of hysteria. So they go downstairs. They look out the window. They see the phone. And they can still hear a phone ringing from someplace. And she said it was like one of those old-fashioned, plain old rings. So the dad's like, well, I don't know. I'm going to go out there and get it. So the dad goes out in the backyard, picks up the phone, shows it to her, like pointed at her, like, yep, it's your phone. Then he comes back in and the phone is still on. They don't know if it was her phone that was ringing, but when the dad got out there and picked it up, the ringing stopped. The dad said, I don't know if, I, I don't think it was this phone that was ringing. But now, Roxanna's like, yeah, it was my phone ringing. That's why it was on. But the thing about it is that there was no number display that there was a missed call or anything, even on the call history. You know, you got that recent history on your phone. There was nothing 
about any missed call, recent call, anything like that since the last phone call that she had made to one of her friends. She said, my phone was on. That's why it was my phone ringing. She said, that's not my ringtone that I've ever used, but it was my phone that was ringing. So she didn't even want to use that phone anymore. When her dad handed it to her, she picked it up like with her index finger and her thumb because she didn't want to touch it. And she put it back down and she said, I don't want to use this phone anymore because now she's freaked out. She said, unless I'm nuts and I'm a sleepwalker, there's no way that I put this phone out in the backyard. She even went as far as to go search online through the call history to look for anything and there is nothing there. So once again, what was able to take that phone out of the house and transport it to the backyard through closed doors, through locked doors, through closed windows, and so on. What was able to do that? That is a question that I have, and that's a question that people ask me. How did that happen? I really don't know how it happens. I don't know how things are taken out of various locations, how they're like, are they teleported or I don't know. It is very mysterious. If she would have had siblings in the house, especially, you know, you got brothers and stuff like that. I'd be like, okay, one of your brothers messing with you. That's the first place that we always go when things happen, when you got siblings. But no, it's just her and her parents. So she did change her phone. She said, I just couldn't do it with that phone because whatever took my phone out of my room, she said, I feel like it was not good because it wanted to scare me, which it did. She said, so I I couldn't use that phone anymore. So she had to get a new one. That's uh, really something pretty strange, isn't it? Yeah. I wanted to actually um, share something with you guys that happened to me. Now, these things aren't anything new, but recently I have... um, shared this with you guys before that at certain times I never know when it's going to happen I'll hear like the like the ceiling in certain areas of my bedroom like they're making sounds like the wood is snapping and stuff like that sometimes it's pretty intense like I can almost feel that wood snapping there's a distinctive like feeling to it it's not just something you hear but you can kind of feel it a little bit and um I heard that a couple of days ago but it came from my dresser I wasn't even in the bedroom I was in the living room and I heard that snapping sound 
and I don't I don't um, do anything when I hear these. I don't acknowledge it in any way, but I just kept doing what I was doing, and I was thinking, okay, now here we you know here we go again. And it was around that same time frame, maybe the day before or the day after, but um, it was around the same time frame where I smelled cigarette smoke. Okay, granted, my husband smokes, but he was not home. Granted, my neighbor smokes. She's outside on her porch smoking even midnight and 1 a.m. and things like this. But I wasn't on that side of my house. My bedroom's on the opposite side of the house. And um, the windows on this side where my neighbor smokes were closed. But I distinctively smelled that cigarette smoke. So, of course, you try to give yourself reasons for why certain things are happening. And I figured, well, maybe my husband came home early and he's in the backyard because my bedroom windows face the backyard. But, of course, he wasn't. So, where that smell was coming from, I don't know. I can't tell you. I even went as far as going to look in some of the trash cans. Like the bathroom trash can, there's a small one in there. And I, I always telling him, don't put any type of cigarette butts in the trash can because it makes the whole room smell like cigarette. So he doesn't do that. But I went to go look anyways, once again, to try to humor myself. No, there was nothing in there. So I don't know why or where this was coming from. I mean, I can take a guess. So whatever this thing was... It has the ability to affect our olfactory senses and things like this. So it's just something that I don't get all excited about it because, you know, I'm naturally curious. So I just um, make like a mental note of these things. That way I can also like monitor these things as they happen because I know that we're coming up on some intense stuff here, like once we start getting into September and stuff like that. Once again, it's starting pretty early. It was already starting like last month. One of the reasons, and I say this all the time, if you'll notice, the whole, um, we got to scare everyone in the world to create this common and this big, huge fear. And by doing so, it opens things, allowing negative entities to come through. And they know where the other negative energy is. They're attracted to it. So they come right to it. And it's pretty obvious now that that's what's going on. I mean, I hear people talking about this stuff all the time now. It's pretty amazing how many people are aware of what's happening. And I like to think that not not just me, okay? This is not just me, but many people are using their abilities are using their 
social media, um, their own podcasts and things like this, as well as just talking to people in person and bringing this up and putting this information out there so that more and more people are aware. I'm going to tell you something else. I've been hearing about uh, the disruptions and the supply chain and all this stuff. Okay, how long we've we been hearing about this now, guys? And about how, oh, this is going to be the shortages and this and that and blah, blah. Well, we've been hearing this for over two years. Many of us who have been researching and um, reading about certain things will tell you. We've been hearing about this for a, a pretty long time. But it's not until maybe within the last, for me, it's been about the last two weeks, I have really started to see things now with my own eyes. I'm starting to see scarcities. I'm starting to see um, things that are not going to come back. They are not even able to order certain items. Recently, I have been, not that I was out there searching, but um, within like a, a week and a half or something like that, I have been to a couple of different Walmarts and a Target just on my everyday doing what I'm doing. And um, let me see, about three weeks ago, I was looking for a coffee maker. There was only one at Target. I mean, unless I want to pay like almost $200 for one. I mean, I'm not that much of, into coffee, but there was only one. So, I mean, it's an okay coffee maker. My husband doesn't like it that much. So we were like, okay, next time we go to Walmart, we'll just look around for one. Well, there are none. After that, I went to two other Walmarts and there weren't any. And I'm not talking about those little five cup things and, you know, the Keurigs and things like that. They still got those, the high priced ones and the small ones. But like your regular 12 cup coffee makers and stuff like that? No. So I saw one. There were a couple of um, just that they're plain. They're just the plain uh, coffee makers. They've got no time display. They've got no delay brew, nothing like that. But I had to go ahead and get it because if they're scarce now, what's going to happen in a month from now or two months from now? If you need a dang coffee maker, you're going to go out and not be able to find one. And there was a client who came in a couple of days ago. And she was an older woman, probably in, I think she said she was like 80 or she's just turning 80. And she said, I tell everyone, if there's something that you see out like at the stores, she said, you better buy it because it's probably not going to be there next time. She said, and they're probably not going to be able to order them and have any of them in stock. I mean, we hope for the best. We hope that's not true. But in the meantime, we have to maybe prepare for certain things. And that's that's really all that, that we can do. That's all that I, I can say about it. I'm, I'm just, um, like I tell 
people sometimes. I'm just doing what I have to do to get by. You know, I'm just a regular working person. But now I'm noticing. And when you go shopping sometimes, you notice that there's nothing there. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff, but there's nothing there. Nothing that you necessarily need or want. And quite a bit of empty shelf. I've noticed. Like today is August 3rd. I went shopping earlier today and I saw quite a bit of empty shelf. So, it's uh, it's kind of unsettling. Here we are at the beginning of August and I've been hearing people predicting that um, come the end, the late uh, and the end of summer, that's when we were really going to start noticing less options, scarcities, higher prices, and things like that. So just got to keep our eyes open, guys, and um, just, I guess, you know, if there's like certain things that you really like, I guess make sure that you get a couple of them, a couple of extras. Like I like the skinny pop. <laughs> Got to make sure I have that. Anyways, um, I've got one more story that I want to share with you quickly. Now, this is from some people who uh, like like to go camping. Okay, so apparently they were not in the United States. They were out, kind of like camping, somewhere in South America, and they had video cameras and all of this stuff with them because they were like documenting their trip. So this is at night, it's sometime after midnight. And on their video cameras, a woman was seen, okay, in this area they were in that is not traveled by very many people. This is kind of like a, um, secluded place where people just really don't go. She was out there all alone in the middle of the night in this place where there was no one around. Apparently they had some of those um, like the heat type of uh, what is it FLIR the FLIR um, cameras or whatever it's called the devices where it can pick up the heat signature and tell if there's at least an animal or something nearby. Well, there was nothing that they picked up. But that one figure of the woman. And at one point, she came wandering kind of close by. And they tried to communicate with her because they're like, she, she could be lost out here. We're in like this place where it's kind of scary and if you don't know your way out you could be lost out here and die so they try to call out to her and communicate and she just like walked back in to the brush and they went after her as much as best they could to try to um like help her they were calling out to her but that was it she just disappeared now there were a couple of people who were with them who live in this country who said that there are people out here perhaps that are cave dwellers. They live in certain caves and recessed rock areas and so on in this these locations. But in this particular setting, 
they got no heat signature. So that was something that they could not, like, they couldn't make sense of it. So either it's like either there is somebody out here or there isn't. But we have no, no heat. We can't see anything. Even though they saw her with their own eyes and they saw her figure like the shape on the video camera. All right. They have a video of it. The other thing that um, the other two, I guess they were like guides. I'll call them their, their tour guides or whatever. They said um, there were known to be some brujas that were out there in locations like this where they go out there and do whatever it is that they do. Now, perhaps they were talking about performing some certain type of rituals or spell casting, whatever it is that they do. Well, they don't want to be in an area where there are a bunch of people around, a bunch of tourists, so they would want to be somewhere off the beaten path. And that is the part that scared these people the most when they mentioned that um, it could be that there were some brujas out there, which is a witch, you know, you know bruja, it's, it's a witch. So um, just kind of uh, unsettling. Once again, you never know what you're going to run into when you're out there in places like that where people just don't frequent. Not like there's a whole bunch of people wandering around out there and stuff like that. When you see something like this, it can be rather unnerving, I'm pretty sure. But anyway, that still does not answer the question why they could not get a heat signature. See, that's the catch. Just like in all of these stories, there's always something that makes it, like, impossible. Like, okay, we saw her. But we got no heat off of this thing. They could get, like, I guess a, another animal later on to prove that their, whatever it was, really does work. But as far as this person, nope, they got no nothing from that. So there are all kind of mysterious things out there. Reading about them and talking about them are fun, but encountering them can be another story. Also, it can, because when certain things like this happen, we don't know what we're dealing with. It can also be dangerous. So we've got to um, take precautions always. All right, guys, that's all I've got for today. I want to thank you once again for joining me. I'm going to um, probably not be back until Friday, and I'm going to get into some more stuff now. I mean, we're at the beginning of August, but I'm going to start getting into some of the things that we usually start talking about when we come into the fall season, as well as some current things that have been um, reported as far as mysterious things that have happened and continue to happen. All right. So once again, I thank you guys so much. I appreciate all of you. You can always contact me at maybe underscore Maria at Outlook.com. I love hearing from you guys. Have a great day. Be talking to you soon. Ciao.